I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. This is Joe Polish, and uh, welcome to an interview I'm going to do with my good friend, uh, Karen Jacobson, who's awesome. She's the uh, GPS girl. She is uh, the Australian voice of Siri, and you've come into Tempe, Arizona for something you're doing with the National Speakers Association. We and this is like, we got together for breakfast and let's said, let's do an interview. So well, this is like an off-the-cuff interview. You recalculated your schedule completely to accommodate me, and I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we get going, now that you've said something, I want to try okay. try out here. Because you are you are the voice of Siri on my phone here. So let's okay. see what happens. Hello, uh, Siri. Uh, do you think I'm sexy? Very much so. <gasps> wow. Love it. Love it. I, I, I like what I'm hearing here. <laughs> Okay, now, so for people that don't know you, uh, who is Karen Jacobson? What do you do? How'd you get started in all this? How'd you end up on uh, 100 million GPSs, iPhones, all that stuff? How far will I go back? Well, I'm from a town (laughs) called Mackay near Australia's Great Barrier Reef. And Uh when I was a little girl, I was seven years old, I saw Olivia Newton-John on television. Wow. And my life changed. That was your inspiration. I... My life changed. I knew what I wanted to do at seven. I knew I wanted to be a professional singer and move to America. Wow. And I had direction. Yeah. And so that was my mission. Well, you kind of accomplished that then. And I accomplished that. But I didn't expect, (laughs) totally unexpected, to get an audition. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, I had this client. They were looking for a native Australian female voiceover artist living in the northeast of the United States. Wow. I went to the audition. I got the job. And now my voice is in over 100 million GPS units and over 200 million iPhones, iPads, Apple products, right around the world, giving people directions. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So, so I mean, what what is what is the best part of it, and what's the strangest part of this? I it's, mean, it's, knowing that every day there's like millions of people that listen to you. The best <laughs> part is that the, almost every day somebody will reach out to me or come up to me and want to tell me about their relationship with their GPS. Right. And they will tell me about the wonderful trips we have taken together. So uh, they've humanized me as part of their family and part of their everyday life. And and it makes sense. You know, you're on a a dark road at night, alone, you're lost, and there's a voice in the GPS that's your buddy, right? Your your guidance system. So I get it. But it it never fails to delight me. Yeah, well, I mean, could you ever think back like a decade ago and ever think that something like this would ever, would it ever have crossed your mind? No. It's, it's so wild. So was this luck? Did you kind of, did you just do a lot of the right things or how'd you, I mean, did you stumble into this or were you very strategic? Well, this, no, this was very unexpected, but when I was a little girl, I dreamed really hard that one day my voice would be in car radios and, you know, on the radio all over the world. And my songs, people would be on people's lips and they'd be hearing my singing voice and my songs and that that I'd become just like Olivia Newton-John. So I, I really believe in the energy of that kind of intention, Mm -hmm. but I guess I wasn't quite specific enough. And my speaking voice has ended up in all these GPSs instead. So it's, you know, I really think that it's um, an amazing piece of 
<laughs> unexpected fortune that this has happened. And yeah. I could never have imagined. And it's such a unique experience. No, totally. To have. Totally. No, I mean, I wish I was on like uh, just even, you know, maybe 20 phones all the time. Are you jealous of the power I have? Yes, I am. Actually, you you yield a certain type of power. I wish I I did have. No, it's awesome. Uh, So now you actually, you're a professional speaker too. Yes. So you're actually in town doing some stuff with National Speakers Association. I am. And um, you you do a talk on how to be your very own GPS. That's exactly right. So let's talk about that. I mean, so, I mean, let's give the people that are watching this some specific strategies because most of the people that listen to I Love Marketing, Genius Network interviews, you know, wherever this is going to end up, um, they're entrepreneurs. They're trying to, you know, make their way in the world. They, they, they live in the, mostly the results economy, not the time and effort economy. Right. You know, they, they, they get paid based on their results and, you know, where you go and how you get there most effectively determines your success, happiness, and everything else in life. And that's what you're teaching people how to do. So let's, let's talk about that stuff. Well, I believe that you can recalculate at any time in life and business, just like you can when you're driving your car. So I talk a lot about recalculating and, you know, wouldn't it be great if we had a GPS for everyday life? Yes. Like some, something that would give us the answers, the directions, what steps to take every minute of the day. Yeah. Would you like one of those? Yeah. And it's getting closer with Siri. It is getting closer. Exactly. (laughs) But I really believe that we, each person has that. Right. And that it's a, it's a question of being able to be in tune and listen to our inner GPS mm-hmm. and to get get through that static, that noise, that overwhelm of life that gets between us and what we really know to do and what we really know is right for us. Okay, so no matter how lost somebody is, no right. matter how far down they are, um, you feel they can recalculate at any point in time or is there a setup stage or how, 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 would, you, how would you... Look at the starting point. I like to say it's never too late to recalculate. <laughs> okay. I really do. And I, I, I believe that. Yeah. It can be the most dire of circumstances and it's one step at a time. Yeah. You know, it's one action. You know this. It's one action, one action at a time. Things yeah. can be not going the way you want them to. You can be frustrated. You can be upset. Um, you can just not feel like it. And mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs... I have all of those experiences in a 24-hour period, but what are you going to do with that? Are you going to write the day off? Are you going to write the month off or the year off? Or are you going to recalculate? It's an opportunity to have a do-over, to begin again, to refocus. So I love to teach people how to recalculate in the moment on a daily basis for those little moments of recalculating as well as major life recalculations. Well, uh, well, okay. So I, I love this analogy. I mean, what, what a great way as a starting point, because every person that's watching this probably has some area where there's messes and they would love just to start over. Yeah. They would love to just, okay, where do we go from here? And so making that course correction, uh, you know, what, what are some of the obstacles that stand in the way of people either recalculating using your words or even believing that they can. I think, well, my, I have the five directions for recalculating. Okay, so let's, I have, go uh, let's go through the five steps. So the first one is to notice that you're off route. To okay. simply notice, to be aware, to be paying attention enough that you get that, hang on, this isn't going the way I want it to go. Because sometimes, you know, we've all had experiences where we're just kind of going through the motions mm-hmm. and there's a voice in the back of the head saying, hang on, this is not... This is not right. right. And we ignore it. And it's being able to hear that, pay attention to that, notice that, and go through the process of recalculating then rather than letting things go too far off track. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. So noticing that you're off route is the number one. Yeah. Just awareness. Direction. Just number one, noticing. Yeah. Okay. I'm off route. Now what? Number two is to be willing to change direction. And I say that this is the most difficult one, you know, being willing yeah. because you can know that you're off route for years and you can know even what there is to do. But if you're not willing to take different actions, if you're not willing to change direction or to make a change, forget it. So where does willingness come from? It's a choice. Do you think it's a choice that's forced upon us sometimes from oh, too much yeah. pain or is it, is it normally, yeah, because I wonder how many people willingly become willing. You That's know? a really great question. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that it is, it can happen in two ways. It can be circumstances become such that it is too painful to continue down that road. And right. it's, it's actually slightly less painful. It, it, is, it seems slightly less painful to become willing to make a change. Yeah. Or you're out of gas and you, then you have to walk. Because right. You better be willing to walk or just sit there. And, That's yeah. right. That's great. That's right. But it's all that, that's a choice. Being willing to make a change, being willing to change direction. And also sometimes we will think we're headed somewhere. Like I, I was, my whole life was music. Yeah. I, I'm a singer and songwriter by trade. That's all I ever wanted to do. It was my first love. And I, I, you know, I recorded eight albums on my own label and I toured with, in fact, that's the, the first time I was in Phoenix was uh, in the opening band for the Cindy Lauper tour across America. And really? I sung the national anthem at giant stadium to 80,000 people and Dodgers Stadium and Fenway Park and Madison Square Garden and all of these places like had all these great things happen in my music career and then I get this voiceover job and my voiceover my voice ends up in uh, hundreds of millions of devices around the world and I'm like but uh, hang on I'm a singer-songwriter right so number three is to clarify your destination clarify your destination okay like are you headed where you thought you were headed, where you wanted to be headed, or has new information come in, have new experiences happened in your life or in your business that you really need to clarify that destination and maybe it's changed. And for me, that's what happened. You know, I had my voice in the GPS. I've got people coming up to me, so connected to me, delighted to meet me, entertained by it. There's so much fun around it. So I took a look in clarifying my destination. I'm like, I, I set out to be just like Olivia Newton-John. But if I zoom out to the satellite view, there's something bigger for me now. Right. There's right. a bigger impact I can make and in different ways that I hadn't expected to be a part of things. You, you know, what's great just listening to you too is just how good you are at parlaying opportunities that present themselves and then turn them into something even greater. Yeah. Well, thank you. Coming from Joe Polish, I love <laughs> that. Thank you. But I, I, it took me a while to see it. And... When I then I put together, hang on a minute. I've got this lifelong love of personal development mm -hmm. and directions in life and in business, and here I am giving directions in the car. Let's marry them, and I could see that there was a brand to be developed, and it, I was a bit scared of that right. because it was like me, little old me. I'm just a little girl from the other side of the world, from a town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. What am I gonna? Who am I to tell people how to live their life or what direction to be headed? Mm -hmm. But like all of us, we've all had experiences and we all have information and we can all make the journey just a little bit easier for somebody else. And we all have information that can impact people's lives. So that was a real process for me to get past that and to be okay with that. And Well, let, let, me, let me stop you for just a second because yeah. there are so many people, they do have that voice that I'm not good enough, I'm not qualified, I can't do it, they're waiting for someone to give them approval, you know, 
I have, a, I have a piece of art on my wall from Hugh McLeod that says, you know, the best way to get approval is to not need it. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people actually think someone has to grant them permission to do stuff. Right. And, and there are some situations where maybe that might, might be something to look at. Uh, I can't think of much for myself. Um, you know, void of as long as it's legal, moral, and ethical. I mean, do whatever the heck you can do, want to do, as long as it creates value for other people. I mean, go for it. But there's a lot of people that just get stopped right. by that. Um, what, rec- what advice do you have for them in the process of, you know, in clarifying your destination, wanting to go there when it says, well, I, you know, I'm not good enough or whatever? How, how did you, uh, how did you, you come to grips with that? Oh, my God. Well, I've dealt with chronic anxiety my whole life. Uh-huh. And so when I was a little girl, I would be coming up to a performance, like a, a concert or a piano exam or a singing competition, mm-hmm. and my abdominal pains were so extreme that I would have to be home from school for a week at a time. Wow. That's how bad it was. And I would be sent for every medical test that they had invented at that time. And after every round of tests, the doctor would go out to my parents and he would say, your daughter, there is absolutely nothing wrong with your daughter. It's just nerves. And so that, I have been able to manage that over time, but boy, has it been, it's, it has been no picnic. Right. You know, right. and it's really only in the last, after I moved to New York 13 years ago was when I really started to get that fully handled Yeah. as, as a performer, as a singer and a songwriter. And then when I got into speaking, I dealt with it all over again. And so you want some tips on how to handle that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, by saying that too, when I first started public speaking, I was, I mean, just scared to death. Right. I mean, it was, um, just nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. And I remember the very first time I spoke, I was sweating profusely and it never stopped. People are like, Oh, after the first five minutes you get, I mean, I was like, no, no, just no. <laughs> so I was so anxiety ridden the entire time. Um, but I also remembered something. I don't even know if this is true, but I heard that, um, Johnny Carson, uh, threw up at least once a week during his entire career. Now I don't have any, I don't know if that actually really happened, but just believing that even someone like that, that who does it yeah would still yeah. have that and then there's many people that you realize yeah before a- actors entertainers singers i mean you name it that they you know i realize you know the people that get rewarded it's not that they're not scared they're just playing the game right they're they're out there doing it so yeah you reminded me of that so sorry didn't mean to cut you off no that's fine and for me around that time when i was moving to new york i was working with a vocal teacher called kerry bedell an amazing singer from australia and i was really fortunate to work with her and i learned at that time that 50 rehearsals equal one performance Mm. in value so i i knew i needed to overcome this problem like if i was going to move to new york which i did at the age of 31 I needed to handle this once and for all because here I am moving to big, bad New York City on my own at 31 with a suitcase and a dream and knowing no one, you know, virtually right. nobody. And I was, I wanted this big performing career. So I set about performing anytime, any place for money, for no money, put me on as, you know, a guest over here, get, let me do a song, a cameo, you know, right. a, a whole concert. And I got it handled. That's, that's awesome. I desensitized or demystified that process so that I was always, and this is my big tip, always be performance ready. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So that somebody can call, call you and say, get up on stage. We need you to say a few words to this group. Can you, um, can you please do this, you know, do, honor this person at a family gathering, whatever it is. Right. But always be performance ready. And that way, that goes away. 
there's no more of this build up every time in between events or in between time on stage or in, or time in interviews. You know, yeah. I've I've built that muscle so that I'm now able to do that anytime, any place. See, you know that that's it. You you just said it right there. You, you built the muscle. You've prepared yourself to do it, and it's no longer that whole life is a dress rehearsal where people are getting ready for that day that's going to come. Where you're like, you know, that day's is that's how I live. And I know? think that but, social media has been phenomenal in supporting that. Yeah. Now, some people may not be that comfortable like sharing on social media or being active in that way. But if you can use that as a tool to get over this too and totally. to build the confidence to, to just be able to be yourself, to be vulnerable, to be outspoken, to be mm-hmm. proud about what the message is that you want to share with people, mm-hmm. if you can practice doing that on social media as well as in person, you're golden. Right. And I wonder, you know, because you, you know how I do the videos and stuff all right. the time. Would you have a story about that? Let it be. Um, I don't know if it's just because I'm a little, I have poor boundaries and I'm a little delusional or just a little nutty or, or, or just the fact that it, I see this is an opportunity to say something and get it out to people and boom, you know, if I overthink it, I'm not going to do it. Right. So whenever I, you know, the more spontaneous that I can be, uh, I just do it. But that's how people connect. Yeah, exactly. Because you are just sharing something <laughs> that's right there for you. If, if we sit and craft and, you know, and there's a place for that, obviously, in our business and in our, in our marketing materials. Right. But people are going to want to know who you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, that's where we connect the most deeply. And people want to do business with the people they know, like, and trust. It's, it's just obviously a great strategy to just be yourself. Yeah, exactly. Imagine. Yeah, and, and if you said something before we started recording about enthusiasm... Uh, and I have a friend, Dave Kekich, and he has a, a credo. And Dave's the guy that's paralyzed from the uh, chest down. He's been in a wheelchair for over 35 years, and he wrote these 100 credos that are amazing. And one of them is uh, enthusiasm covers many deficiencies. And I've thought of that line so much over the years. And it's like whenever you're going to do something, put yourself out there. Whenever you can add enthusiasm to the mix, it changes everything. Because a lot of times it's not what you say, it's just how you say it. Absolutely. And if you have something great to say, but you don't say it with enthusiasm, it doesn't get perceived as great. It doesn't land. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. And so just so you're, you're very enthusiastic, not not just when you're performing, but you, that's just, I think, how you've, this is who you've I trained am. yourself to be that way. Or just, you know, were you always that way or did you have to train yourself? Well, I think it's a an allowing myself to be. This is mm-hmm. this is how I love to live my life. Yeah, I love life. I expect a lot out of it. You know, I want to love every aspect. Something's got to irritate you a little. Like, oh, of course. I mean, it happens all the time. But but I can I can <laughs> let it go. I've practiced being able to let it go. You know, I used to be somebody who could have something upset me, and I would want to write the week off. Uh-huh. Now, I'm a really optimistic person, but I have really worked on that over the years and the books I've read and the people I've worked with and, and the classes I've taken so that I can build, again, that muscle of being able to recalculate, to be yeah. able to bounce back as quickly as I can because what I'm up to is loving my life and having the people around me love every aspect of their lives. Does that mean life doesn't happen? Of course not. But how much better to not let all those little things all day put, send us down into a spiral that we can't get back from? Right, right. Awesome. Well, okay, so the third one was clarify your destination. That's Anything right. else on that? Or? Well, the, the GPS goal, I, I could see there was something in it, and I created this empowerment brand. Mm-hmm. And totally unexpected, but the music is still a part of it. It's like a bigger picture that the music fits into. 
even though I thought the music, I thought the music was all there was going to be for me. Right. So I incorporate music into my speaking engagements. I just, just released a new album and uh, earlier this year, I just opened for Neil Sedaka in concert. So that's still there, but it's, there's so much more that I'm up to. What, what do you like more? Do you, do you like uh, entertaining more now or educating? I, mean, I love both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, my first love is music. Mm-hmm. So that that's, it's not a it's not a question I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one or the other. Right. But um, I love both. Well, I'm kind of an annoying person, so I try to put people in positions where they have to, you know, what's if it's one or the other. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, the beauty is that I can merge them into uh, the one into the one uh, format. You know. Yeah. So clarifying the, the destination for me was really seeing that there was a big recalculation to make and a bigger picture. With the whole brand. Okay, so before we move on to number four, if someone in the process of trying to clarify, they just are stuck, they're confused, they, it's not clear, um, what do they do with that maybe? Uh, I, I, for myself, I don't act until I'm certain mm-hmm. with something like that. You know, and, and I know if there's a decision to be made and I've got all this information but I don't have all the information I could possibly have, I will wait until it really feels right mm-hmm. and that I'm, I'm certain. Now, there are times when it's, it's a better, it works better to, or more, is more convenient to just choose and proceed and then course correct and proceed. Right. But for something really big, I want to, I want to know, okay, no, my inner GPS is telling me this is it. Yeah. You know, I think that's a good thing too. Listening to, you know, it's why they call it a gut feeling. It's that's like, right. how are you feeling about it? Uh, to, to where to know the difference between you shouldn't go forward because this is not a good direction for you. It's right. dangerous. It's a bad deal. It's a bad person versus, oh, I'm just afraid. But we know yeah. it. I really believe it's being able to listen through the noise and all the static. Mm-hmm. We know it. We know when it's, it's off. Right. And we sometimes will tell ourselves, oh, that's just my fear. <laughs> yeah. Because we think it looks too good to be true, and it might be, yeah. but we we want to we want to go for it. It speaks to our ego or to where we think we want to be. Gotcha. You know, yeah. but we know it. Mm-hmm. We know it. We know when it's off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about that, going, yeah, do it. And I think for the most part, uh, if I went into something where there was a part of me that's saying no, you shouldn't go there, it usually turned out bad. Right. If I ignored that. Sort of. We've all got those experiences. I yeah. think that that's totally a common occurrence for people. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So what's number four? Number four, once you've noticed you're off route <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and you're willing to change direction, willing being the operative word, yeah. uh, you've clarified your destination is to embrace the steering wheel. Embrace the steering wheel. So this is about mm-hmm. moving from the passenger seat to the driver's seat. This is about taking charge, taking control, getting ready to really go for it. Mm-hmm. And that is a step in its, itself because, uh, like we were talking before, of like being being willing to be the person who does speak up, who who can uh, deliver a message, and that it's okay that you don't need that reassurance or validation from the world or your family or your, you know, other people or outside forces that you can trust that, no, this is really what I believe and this is what I want to share and this is how I'm going to go about it. That's part of the embrace the steering wheel 
It's like getting ready. Now, I, I of course, see all the applications by that statement in all areas. But would that be the same as if someone's watching this, they're never going to, they don't drive. They, 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 they're not, it would be like stepping up to the mic or yes, sitting down at the keyboard. Absolutely. Or whatever your version of a steering wheel is. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So embrace the steering wheel. So boom, you're behind it. It's again a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a choice or a decision. Okay. I am, I know it's right. I've done all of this work. I know it's right, and I'm going to get. Re- I'm. I'm going to be this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, what's number five? Accelerate. <laughs> okay. So you, Accelerate. you know, you're ready to go. Go, and even if we're scared, we know it's right, but we're scared. It's taking even one action, making one phone call, mm-hmm. posting one post. You know, it's and it's a series of those. Right. You know, so it's, it's, there are times though to make, take massive action. You know, you're ready to go. It's like, go for it. If that's the case, do it. Just go for it. You know, and we were talking before about confidence. Yeah. And this is that piece of, okay, I know this is right for me. I don't really know how to do it. I've got no idea if it's going to be the right way, but I'm going to forge ahead confidently. Right. Right. You know, I like it. and you learn along the way. And guess what? You're not married to that. You can recalculate any time. And that's the beauty well, you know, of that. see, that is that is the thing, too. It's one of those. If, 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 if all else is not working in the direction you want to go, recalculate. Well, hello. Yeah. It's great. It's a, it's a cycle. Exactly. Yeah. OK. So, yeah, because I wanted to come back to, OK, so embrace the steering wheel and then accelerate. And the one thing I was going to ask you is like, OK, someone's saying, well, I'm you know, I am certain this is the right thing to do. I'm putting so much effort into it. Uh, you know, I'm working my ass off and I'm fail- failing. You know, I mean, I would see that with a lot of business owners, especially when I first started teaching marketing yes. to carpet cleaners. That was the very first industry because I used to be one. I, I learned marketing because I was a dead broke carpet cleaner living off credit cards and I had to, you know, and I put everything I could into the business, but it wasn't working. So, uh, you know, I, it, one thing was missing. I just didn't, I was going in all these directions that were getting me completely lost and further in debt and, and things weren't working in spite of following advice that was being dispensed by other people that didn't know what the heck they were talking about. And I realized back then that the most expensive information is bad information, even if it's free. And so I, I learned a new methodology and I put a lot into it. So then I, and I turned my company around and I became very skilled at it. And I was, you know, then put in a position of helping other people. And one of the biggest obstacles that I would come across is people that were so burnt out because they thought they had tried everything and they were still not having success. But then, you know, I always love the saying, little hinges swing big doors. So you give them a little different way of looking at things, mm-hmm. a different shift, a, a different course correction, and everything would transform if they would accelerate, if they would grab the, grab the wheel. So for uh, people that are out there listening to this saying, well, you know, it sounds good, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I think is right. I'm following my dreams and, you know, I want to be a singer or whatever, and I'm not having success you know, now you encounter this all the time, right. of course. And so what, what, what do you say to those people? Uh, well, it's a case of looking at what's missing. Because mm-hmm. if it's not working the way you want it to work, then there's something missing. And often when we're looking at what's missing, we really beat ourselves up. And if we go into that space, forget it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I love most about the concept of being able to recalculate at any time is it's a way to keep ourselves emotionally even and not go into that really not constructive place. Right. So it is a case of, okay, (laughs) 
let, let's stop. Let's I've, we're noticed we, we've noticed we're off route. Okay, well, I'm willing to make a change. Let's clarify this direction and let's take a look. And it's called, it's constantly doing that routine. Yeah, yeah, it is. No, th- th- see th- this. I, I look it, when I hear someone's process. You know, it's not just a speech. It's like this is literally how you live, and this is this how you totally how I live. This is your process. Yeah. You, you're, you're now teaching your process to other people, and it's a process that'll work yeah. for anyone. And um, we were having breakfast earlier today uh, with the lovely Renee area, and she has just recently this year started speaking. Right. She had a big fear of, of public speaking. Uh, and I just remember like many conversations with her before she did her very first talk. I mean, it was nerve wracking. And then she, you know, with a, a giant bang, she spoke at my annual New York event for Genius Network. And there was a you know billionaire in the very front row. And, you know, she, yeah, no pressure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she was rated like uh, the highest rated speaker at this event. And uh, with people that, you know, have spoken numerous times for a living. And now all of a sudden, you know, she still has nervousness, but she's been doing more speeches and she's totally gotten over it. And you made this statement. You said, you know, just going through the nervousness, that's your rite of passage. Oh, and, yeah. and I wrote that. You know, I've heard that before, of course. But, like, I love that because it was so appropriate when you said it. Um, but it's also something that you really understand, that successful people, there is a period where they're going to work through the burn. They're going to face things that think they cannot do it. Yep. And in every day when you're going to take a step up um, to another level, to another place, to a bigger opportunity, uh, there's a things you have to do physically and, and mentally. Mm. And I think the biggest you know, uh, roadblock is the mental stuff. That's exactly what I was about yeah. to say. You finished my sentence because that, that I wanted to yeah. <laughs> say, or, or I was going to finish your sentence, which is that is the number one roadblock. People talk about, okay, clarifying your destination. And I'm like, that's the number one roadblock. If things aren't working, and I see that in myself. And I deal with that all the time. You know, I'm always looking at the next level, how I can be my best and, and, you know, upgrade to world class. That's what I'm all about. But if it is the negative thinking, and it's so simple, but it's so true, if you think you can, you can. Right. You know, it's... It it is. It's the Henry Ford thing. If you think you can or you can't, you're right. And if you think you're going to have a struggle, well, guess what? Yeah. Strap in for the struggle. Right. You know, and... That sounds so simplistic, but I guess I wanted to say it because it's true. And then yeah. it's like, okay, well, where is my resistance? What can I let go of? Can I really allow myself to believe this is possible for me? Right. And I think we all deal with that at different stages. And I don't feel like I have that handled. I'm fighting the good fight every day like everyone else. Yeah. Well, see, you know, that's the big secret. You know, when you know, we, we've both hung around many, many Uh, how-to people, book authors, people in the personal development industry. I mean, a lot of people are actually of this belief that you somehow arrive and everything. I mean, that's never going to happen. You're always, and as soon as you climb one mountain, guess what? If you're an achievement-minded individual, you're looking at the next one. That's right. And one of the things that I really have to practice is allowing myself to enjoy when I do have something that is a success or an accomplishment Mm -hmm. because I'm really quick to go, oh, that's not good enough. My not good enough is like on repeat. Right, you know, right. on loudspeaker, and I've really worked to diminish that, but it still comes up, yeah, especially yeah. when I have a great success. Yeah. Oh, that was great, except, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, my voice is in all the GPSs, but I haven't sold millions of records. Right, right. You know, I really have to talk myself down from that. Yeah. It's, well, well see, you know, so it is. It's, 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 it's a push and pull. Right. But, you know, but, but the fact is that, 
you know, when you're in the game doing it, that is a heck of a lot better position to be in than an observer because that's what most of the world is. That's right. You know, there's very few people that are out there doing the thing, but there's, you know, a lot of people watching it, criticizing it, but the people that are doing it, you know, those are the ones that, that deserve it. So, that being said, so um, with uh, for people that have heard this, if they want to go deeper with this, if they want to, uh, I want you to give out your website, any recommendations, stuff of yours they should read. If someone wants to hire you to speak, where do they find you? They All find me stuff. at thegpsgirl.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very easy to find. I'm there. I'm on Facebook. I love, you know, I love connecting with people. I want to hear their GPS stories. I want to know the name that you call your GPS other than Karen or the words that we really, I, I don't want to say. In the, in the, right. Oh, that's so funny. Way. I was trying, trying to get you like Karen to cuss and be profane. It's really not part of it. It's, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not going to happen to today now yeah. but uh, but yeah i love what you know i'm on twitter at the gps girl and people can, can connect i would love that and you know i have a book the gps girls roadmap for your future and we're we're heading into the beginning of the year and i think every quarter is a good time to to like really take a look across seven areas of life where am i where am i headed what direction do i want to go very goal oriented and it's not only just to have goals on a piece of paper but who do i have to become right you now how do i how do I have to shift and recalculate to live into the vision I have for myself and where I'm, where I'm headed? Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Well, I got to ask you this. So um, on your own iPhone, do you have your own voice for Siri or do you have a man's voice or do you, do you I mean, cause it would be kind of weird asking yourself questions that you don't know the answer to. And then your voice telling you back. It's to totally weird. And, but I do have it on my own <laughs> voice. I only, only had an iPhone for a few months. And in mm -hmm. fact, when we first met back in the summer, I just got my iPhone and, you know, Joe picks up his iPhone and he like presses record and he's like, let's send a message to Sam Cawthorn who introduced us. And he's like, hey, Sam, hey, Sam, it's Karen. And, and here we are in a New York restaurant as Joe. And I'm like, this guy's so confident. Oh, my God. <laughs> and at the time I was thinking about doing my web series. Right. And you totally gave me the, the confidence to go for it and film my whole web series, Navigating New York, on my iPhone. Yes. And I thank you very much for being such an inspiration, and I'm so excited to have that out there. So. Absolutely. And I, and I want to thank Sam, too, for introducing us, because that's how we meet. You know, you meet by connecting people. You just go out there and doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and simple little things like that. So, no, this is this is great. So I want to remind everyone, uh, you know, the uh, how to be your very own GPS. Notice, uh, be willing to change, clarify your destination, embrace the steering wheel. And accelerate. That's it's it's it sounds simple, um, but it's powerful, and it, it also proves that things. In order to completely change your life, you don't need a lot of complexity. You just simply, one of my favorite quotes is um, to get out of an impossible situation. This is from Anthony Greenback, the um, Book of Survival, and it goes: To get out of an impossible situation, you do not need the um, the mind of an Einstein. The muscles of a Hercules, the the reflexes of a Grand Prix driver. You simply need to know what to do. Yeah, One yeah. direction at a time. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank that's you. Right. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Oh, you have reached your destination. Awesome. <laughs> so go change your uh, settings if you have an iPhone to the Australian English version, and you will be talking, or she'll be talking at you oh, on a regular be, basis. I know everything. And you're a little bossy. I'm very bossy. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, dear. Thanks.